Hey, this is Dave. And before we get started, I forgot to mention this in this episode. There will be no live show on September 9th, 2023. I will be speaking in New Jersey on that date. And also, the episode you're about to hear was the first time I'd ever used Ecamm Live. It's a great program, but at the beginning, there was a bit of an echo problem that does get solved fairly quickly. I wanted to let you be aware of that. And also, there may be some strange jump cuts because anything that involved any kind of live troubleshooting, I have cut out. So it's a little choppier than usual, but it's some great information. And with that, here's the show. Let's get ready to podcast. Yeah, it should be uh, be fun. I, I actually tried this yesterday. Just What are, doing, what are, we, what are we on again? Okay, what are we we're doing on here? Ecamm Live. And the one thing I think that's interesting is I just realized, okay, I can put things in the chat room. Uh, I see them over. So we have our fun fit. No, nothing has really changed besides Dave has no confidence in what he's doing today. First of all, let's let's get our lovely sponsors out of the way. And then and for anyone listening to audio today, I'm going to do my best to not make this an Ecamm demo because I'm not the guy to, to demo Ecamm right now. But I realize we're going to be talking about things that may not work in audio. So we'll, we'll see how that works. But one way to really heighten my, uh, my senses and, and make sure I'm paying attention would be that. That's right. A lovely hot cup of Java. Uh, and that morning pour is brought to you by our buddy Mark over at, he said, switching scenes. Ooh, that's right. That is Mark from podcastbranding.co. And if you need something to look good, well, Mark is the guy to do it because, I mean, look at the artwork. He's done hundreds, if not thousands, of artworks for different people. And he's done artwork for me, for Ask the Podcast Coach and the School of Podcasting and the Podcast Rodeo Show. He is an artist and he's a podcaster, which comes in really handy. And he's going to give you service that you can't get other places. Like if you go to somebody on Fiverr, they're not going to sit down with you and listen to your show and check out your current website. Make sure all of your branding is up to up to snuff. There's a phrase I haven't heard for a while, but uh, he's going to really take care of you because you got to remember, they're going to see you before they hear you. And you want that to be a first impression. You want to stop the scroll with a great piece of artwork that gets people listening. So again, check him out. Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Big thanks to our our good friend Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story podcast, based on a true story podcast.com. This week, if you if you're not going out there, he's looking at Sweet Dreams, Pompeii, and Saving Mr. Banks. Three movies in one week. If you're looking for something new to listen to or just something really interesting, check it out today, based on a true story podcast.com. And Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. We still have the if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash question. Uh, you can you can jump in as well. It's been fun uh, playing with this, and I I tried this yesterday with just bringing on somebody to do cons- some consulting, and it was a a train wreck and b is embarrassing. Somehow, eCam remembers like the last image your camera was showing. Oh, uh-oh. and so I was troubleshooting in my underwear, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, and so the, I, I had gotten up to start or something, and it was a profile picture of Dave without his shirt on, 
Oh. I, I looked about six months pregnant. So that was, uh, <laughs> and so sorry. I, I bring in uh, my, my school of podcasting member and I'm like, I'm so sorry you had to see that. So that was fun. And, but I, in theory now I can, if I click on this, oh, I haven't, oh, there it is. I can drag this. And this is the thing you can't do, but this is where I can drag in theory, um, little comments onto the screen and then I can just click a button to send them off. So that is one thing I've already seen where I got to make this uh, box bigger because the chat's like an inch and a half tall. So I can fix that as well. Yeah, you get, you know, you get a lot more options, but you know, I've said this a thousand times, sometimes options equal confusion. And so you've got, right. You got to figure all these things out kind of. That's really it. And that's why I was doing, um, so much stuff last night, just playing with it. And yeah, it's kind of interesting. Randy says, Hey, the, the video looks pretty cool. And it actually, if I wanted to, I could go in and make any comment I bring on the screen, match the brand and all sorts of other fun stuff. I could actually go in and zoom in on Jim and, and make him look jaundice and all don't sorts do, of fun don't stuff. Do. Um, so that's interesting. The other thing I wanted to try here. Is what are we, what are we broadcasting in from a, are we, are, is it full HD? Is it yeah, I think it's I think it's 1080. Okay. It's under my preferences if I remember that, but it's, it's been fun. And Gary says this was uh, never as bad as unmuting an audience in WebEx. Mm. Yeah. That, that could WebEx, man, there's a phrase I've not heard in a while. Yeah. I think one of my biggest, like, holy cow was I was teaching group wise there's a word we haven't heard in a while from our good friends at novell and it was an email program and i was explaining how you could share inboxes with people and i said but if you haven't shared it with anybody you can't see it i said case in point i said go ahead and try to read the ceo's email and they switched and uh, they could read his email and I was like, okay, I need everybody to, I'm not kidding, put your hands on the, on the monitor. And I just went around and turned off all the monitors. And I said, we're going to take a 15 minute break. And that was one where I just about like pooped yeah. my pants. It's like, oh, um, oops. Is this stream to LinkedIn and LinkedIn? And all I've got Facebook. I've, yeah. I've set Twitter. it to go up to LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, obviously, which is where most people are. And I went to put it in the School of Podcasting Facebook group. And it said, no, I don't think so. It mm. said, there's a problem. And then Chris brings up a great point, because I don't know about you. I'm not really excited about being in 4K. Uh, it's in 1080, but why? I mean, I remember when I was at um, NAB, this was years ago, and they had 8K televisions. And you could see every single, you know, pimple, hair, anything on you. I was just like, we we really don't. Uh, I don't, I don't want to see me in that way. The one thing that I'm not used to is the fact that Ecamm is an app. It's not a web thing. So I'm used to just switching to StreamYard to over to something else. I, I have to keep going back to Ecamm uh, at the Ma- bottom. Mac only too, right? This, it's Mac Ecamm. only. But yeah. here's the cool thing to think about this. This is uh, to tie this into podcasting. Um, Ecamm was like, okay, this works on this program. And everybody and their brother's like, come on, man, bring it over to Windows. And if they do, you almost have to hire possibly another developing team. You've got to keep parity. Think of Camtasia. I know Camtasia on the PC and Camtasia on the Mac. They're 
the same, but they're not. Things are different and things like that. And so Ecamm just went, you know what? Our stuff works on a Mac. It works really well. We can take advantage of the new M1 chip and all the other fun things. And so this is our audience. This is our niche. We make podcasts for Mac people. And consequently, like I remember the first day I went into their Facebook group and somebody said, hey, if you're running out of ports on your Mac mini, here's the thing, blah, blah, blah. And I just instinctly, I clicked on it. I go to Amazon and I'm like, oh, I better make sure this works on a Mac. And then it dawned on me, everybody in that Facebook group is on a Mac. And so you don't have to worry kind of about things not working on a this or that. It's like everybody's in the same boat. And so Z-Man is asking here, you know, what host are we using? Well, right now we're using Ecamm Live for this. We host on Libsyn. It's short for Liberated Syndication. We're getting lots of, I like Ecamm. Uh, people are saying that, uh, like Brad here, uh, check out Brad. Brad was on a couple weeks ago. Remember he was getting ready to launch uh, mm-hmm. Cancer and Comedy. Uh, that is now up and running. So check out cancerincomedy.com. But Brad says, uh, I like Ecamm. However, there's a steep learning curve to get up to speed. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Probably by next week, I'll be much better. Number one, because we have a holiday here in the States. So I plan on Monday. Uh, I'm going to ride my bike. Speaking of that, Brad, I need to ask you if we can do our meeting on, phone, on a phone on Monday. But uh, Gary says, I'm looking at Squadcast now. That it's offered with the script. Yeah, I was using that last night with Daniel for the uh, the future of podcasting. And it was really cool. We get done because what happens is you tie your Descript and your Squadcast accounts together. So I had both. And I recorded Daniel and I for the future of podcasting. And when I got done and I went to click on like download files and that's still there. But there's also a button that comes up and says, send a Descript. And I was like, well, that's pretty slick, super seamless in a way. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how that works, but it, it definitely, because I'm, I'm not a huge Riverside fan only because every time I'm a guest of somebody using it, not every time, but seriously, like 80% of the time people have had issues. Um, and one, I, I, in the middle of it, it just quit recording my side of the conversation. And the person just said, ah, that's just Riverside being Riverside. And I was like, oh, that's that's not a good comment. So the reason I asked about podcast movement is this is from Spotify. So we recently shared our intentions to expand the automated ads program to more creators around the world, which means, of course, they're going to be paying more people. As we prepare to scale this program, we have an important update to share about the payout model. And I, the thing I was trying to find this morning and I couldn't is what they used to pay. Because effective October 1st, we are introducing a new revenue share model for automated ads, better known as programmatic participating creators, will earn 50% of the revenue recognized by Spotify for automated ads in their podcast, which I know I've heard 80%, I've heard 70%. That's the amount that goes to the podcaster. Like, you keep 80%, you keep, you know, 70%. I've never heard somebody saying, you keep 50%. So you'll earn 50% of the revenue recognized by Spotify for automated ads. We're making this change in order to better align with what creators are paid with what advertisers are paying for impressions, which here we go with a race to the bottom. I I, I always say I'm not anti-ads, but I sure sound like I am. What this means for you beginning October 1st, your earnings will no longer be calculated based on a fixed number per impression. 
And that's the part I'm like, okay, they don't say what it is based on. We will now share 50% of the recognized by Spotify for automated ads in your podcast content with payment processing fees remaining the same with 30 cents per payout. So we recognize, so I'm just like, and what, what is an impression that's very ad talk. I know from from hearing this in the you know working at Libsyn, we have advertised cast. You can view your ad analytics available in the Spotify for Podcasters Analytics tab to see an estimate of your daily and thirty day average earnings. We've updated the Spotify for Podcasters ad terms effective October first, twenty twenty three. By continuing to use ads on Spotify for Podcasters, you are agreeing to these terms. Thanks, the team from Spotify for Podcasters. So. That's just, I didn't hear, and if James or somebody talked about it, I I missed it. But I was just like, well, because A, programmatic ads are those things that pay maybe $10, a, a thousand impressions. I'm so used to the word downloads. I'm like, and that's the fun part is A, and I guess that makes sense because a download is a download. And the way dynamic ads work in some cases from what I understand, let's say you have one at the 18-minute mark. Okay, well, if somebody doesn't make it to the 18-minute mark, that ad's not going to fire. But in Spotify, because they listened longer than, you know, five milliseconds, uh, they're going to count that as a, a play. And so it's just, I'll have to dig a little into that. But I just, it's just one of those things where it was funny this week. Every time I turn around, there was some sort of negative press about a big company. Like Fitbit in Europe is up against some issues because somehow people are getting their data and that's owned by Google now. There was another, and I know this is hard to believe, but there was a tool from Google that they made for people and people started using it. It was called um, Google Discontinues Its Pixel Pass subscription, which combined phones and services. I just kept saying, so let's pull it all our ads, put all our eggs in the YouTube basket. Cause that was, there was between that and Fitbit. I was like, okay, there's that. Because the other thing that was announced at podcast movement was, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this last week. They have, they can now ingest cause CNN one or first thing or some CNN show is now having their, MP3 files put into YouTube. So you don't have to use like repurpose or whatever you're using to do that. Libsyn does that. I think a couple other media hosts do that. So there's that. And then you can now, from what I understand, manually, um, you can manually subscribe to a podcast in YouTube music. So that means you can listen to podcasts with quotation marks and actual podcasts. In fact, Jim, do you know what you call a podcast without an RSS feed? <laughs> Why are you going to bait me into this argument? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's called? No. A podcast. <laughs> there we go. And yeah. Uh, but here's, speaking of that subject, I, I've come to the conclusion, because we all know one of the ways that you can poke the bear is to to bring up YouTube podcast because YouTube is YouTube and podcasts are podcasts. And if there's no RSS feed and I, I finally decided what well, I'm not waving the white flag of defeat or surrender, it dawned on me that trying to get the tidal wave of people calling 
YouTube a podcast is is I don't know. Does peeing in the wind is that even if it just you're yeah, you're just yeah, um, don't, don't do it don't do yeah, it yeah don't do it it's just it's uh, I'm not going to win this battle and then the other thing I thought of was back back in the day when I was in a band my singer because he's a singer uh, was notorious for making us late and I was mm. very like this is a business and mm. we're supposed to start at nine and we started at like I don't know nine oh seven. Right. So not it, it, to the point where we go, yeah, we were late. You know, we're, it's not nine Oh two. It's like nine Oh seven, nine ten. you know, and I would freak out. I'm like, dude, what's the, like we we're supposed to go on 10 minutes ago. And then it dawned on me that I never saw a single bar owner go, Hey guys, chop, chop, what's going on. And so I thought about this and I said, wait, if, if, you know, people are calling things that aren't a podcast, a podcast, um, how does that affect my listeners? How do like, what, what's the, how is that hurting me? Like that kind of thing. And I thought, well, stats from Tom Webster in some cases may not be as accurate as they once were. And I was like, great. So what did you do with the stats you got from Tom? And I'm not picking on Tom. I love Tom Webster, but any kind of thing that says we asked people about podcasting, like we didn't look at stats from, you know, Apple or, or, you know, hard data. Like we asked people, that's going to be a pointless question in my book. And I was like, okay, so what have, what decisions have I made based on that data? And the answer was, uh, uh, none, none. I was like, I, I look at that and go, Hey, look, everybody podcast is growing. And so I am, uh, I'm somewhat like if somebody says something and they go, Oh, I do a podcast on YouTube. And if I say, Oh, cool. Can I listen to that nap? And they go, no, I'm just on YouTube. I will just politely then, if it comes up, if the word comes up, I will say, oh, and since you're a YouTuber, that'll be my little <laughs> passive aggressive way of saying you're a YouTuber, you're not a podcaster. Uh, yeah, it's really not worth it. I mean, it's, doesn't really matter. You're right. The, at the end of the day, you're, it will, listen, it will throw off stats, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it'd be like if we, you know, uh, the, the generic term of aspirin or the generic term of Kleenex, right? Those are both right. brand names that that took on kind of the industry name, right? And so if you ask people, you know, do you take aspirin? And then they'll they'll be, yeah, any form of it, right? Even ibuprofen is known as aspirin sometimes, right? right? So, yes, you're always going to have that kind of brand confusion in those areas and people are going to get mixed up and your numbers may be totally accurate. And but in most cases, it doesn't really matter. You know, you're just you kind of like, okay. I mean, they want to call it podcast. Let them call it a podcast on YouTube. Doesn't matter. YouTube technically has podcasts (laughs) sections now. Right. And that's that's where they're picking it up. Right. If they're only on YouTube and they don't know. And they've made their, their stuff a podcast. Yeah. I have a podcast. It's a podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Right? Did so you, technically they're right. Yeah. Did you or your parents listen to country music when you were young? No. Yeah. My dad would wake us up on Saturday morning with the announcements of the sun is up. Why aren't you um, yes. come in, pull the blinds. And my brother and I are like <laughs> vampires. We're like, ah, and yes. then he would go out and start blasting some Merle Haggard or, um, you know, the seriously country guys, like we play right, country right. and Western mm-hmm. and you'll hear now that country is the most popular genre. Mm-hmm. Well, if yeah. you listen to country, it is boogie with a twang. It yeah. is, it is pop music. It is, yeah. it is ACDC yeah. with a fiddle. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
So consequently, the definition of what country is changed. And consequently, the stats updated and said, hey, country is the most popular thing. I'm like, well, it's because it sounds like pop music now with literally it's if you have a fiddle or a banjo, you know. But the whole like, wimp, 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 my dog's dead in the truck yeah. on the way to pick mom up from jail. You know, it's like, yeah. So when you change the definition, the stats are going to change. And so it is what it is. Yeah. So it, it, is, it is. Was there a country Eastern? Did they have to like. That is true. Sep- what, did that separate that at some point? There was country Western and country Eastern. Was that a thing? I, why do we call it that country a good Western? I don't know. No, I, maybe no. because of all the Western movies, right? The whole, yeah, you know, those yeah. Are, and those, but even those didn't really have country music. And that's a good mm. question. I know. See, I wonder if, if Emily was still doing the story behind, that's an episode. Why would it be? Still have the book and the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that was one that uh, was, oh, and Jim, you're going to be amazed. Yes. I don't know if you've, it's such a, an interesting idea, Jim, but check this out. There's a, there's a tool called Toasty and you can upload your, your podcast to it. And then via the power of AI, it will write (laughs) stuff for you. It's like a AI copywriting, but it's trained for your podcast. And so I guess my, my thought is, should we start an over under like poll or pool to, to figure out who is going to go first? Because on one hand, I would love to know, are these things actually making money? I was talking to Daniel last night. He uses one called Magi that is, it sounds pretty slick. And so there's, there's Magi, there's Toasty, there's Cap Show, there's Swell, there's Cast Magic. Uh, Daniel did something that I can't wait to try um, because I was at Podcast Movement last week. He had to edit the, um, the, the podcast. And normally I do that. And, and so what it was is he uploaded, he was using cast magic and it does the transcript, but after you use cast magic, you can go in and then make a prompt like chat GPT. You can say, Hey, summarize this in the first person, not the third person or something like that. I mean, I'm listening to what a lot of other people are doing and saying, I was Jeff Jarvis over on windows weekly said, in some cases you can tell it to have an opinion, you know, cause it's kind of written not to have oh. an opinion, but you can say, have an opinion and it'll, it'll, in some cases it'll make one for you. Yeah. Cause it's just one of those things that I know I need to learn this every week. I'm like, I need to find somebody, um, you know, that that's a chat GPT guru or cause what's funny is if you go to Amazon, there you go. Daniel's helping. I think it was use this, use this transcript to write an article with the following subheadings. There we go. That was the prompt. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good way to do it. And yeah. I think the key to AI is just to know what prompts to give it. And you that's just, it. we just need to spend time. Listen, you know, trying it out and doing different things like Daniel's suggestion here. That's a, that'd be a good one to have in a, in your box of tools, you yeah. know, for, DR says, I've pretty much thrown out almost all of cast magic's prompts and I just come up with my own. And that's where um, a member of the school of podcasting has really been into chat GPT. And he was explaining some of the cool things like summarize this or um, critique. He said critique, like it'll find holes in your, your copy. Like, Hey, you should probably mention this as well. 
But that's the thing is when you go to Amazon and you type in ChatGPT, there are 8 million books on ChatGPT. And what's fun about that is they're probably all written by ChatGPT. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And so that's, I just need to find, and I've seen them on Facebook. Like here's the ultimate list of, you know, 500 prompts for ChatGPT. But I'm sure there's a YouTube channel or something. But I'm just trying to find somebody who's not trying to sell me, you know, you can make a million dollars in 10 seconds just by like there's a, a thing I saw it last night. And I was just like, ugh. and it was this guy using AI. You type in a topic and it will come up with like it would like do everything. It will write your course and all the notes and all the marketing material for you. Like you basically just you you type in one sentence and manna from heaven falls. And I was just like, when I just see that, I'm like, cause I know somebody's going to fall for that. I'm like, yeah. And then, uh, one thing, um, yeah, there we go. DR says that's now a, an actual profession prompt engineer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, there are people like me that like, I need to go learn this. Oh wait, you know it. I'll pay you to, to do that. And, yeah, uh, well, I think I, I think if you're going to spend some time with this, you know, keep a keep a um, like keep a notes area. However, you do that, keep a notes area, and then copy and paste those prompts that you're using and store them somewhere. Because I know when I'm working in this area, this space, I don't I have trouble remembering what worked the last time. So I I I kind of need to do that for myself. Is just follow some, you know, follow an area. Say, hey, when I use this prompt. I got this kind of result back and um, it takes a little bit to get it, you know, to get it just the way you want it. It takes a little bit of finesse, right. To get it done. Some of these services are taking that out because they figured out how to do this. Right. But Gary says, I got better responses in chat GPT by telling I am, and then kind of insert, you know, I'm a male 42 years old. So some sort of target audience who wants to understand and then type in your topic. Yeah. So uh, chat GPT 3.5, the opening eye, you can now, maybe I said this last week, you get a 1500 characters to describe yourself and it will then use that as part of the prompt process. When you're making a query, you can, cause that was always the very, that was the most frustrating thing to me about the, the early chat GPT models was that it didn't have a sense of me. Like I want it to know some things about me in the query and in mm. the response. So it brings back some things I'm interested in. Like if it knows I'm a podcaster, if it knows that, you know, if it knows a little bit of my background, it knows where I'm coming from, yeah. should be able to then add that to the prompts that come back to say, okay, then I'm going to fashion some answers that lean towards those things, those experiences, whatever. And even that, you know, 1500 characters is a lot of characters to put in there to even, you know, even that you can kind of tweak and work with and finesse because it's going to use it. So how it uses it, well, you got to kind of mess around with it a little bit to see. That's it. And then uh, Jeff said in SP had asked, maybe put the comments at the top. So there you go. You ask and it, it shall be given. I can put these wherever we want, apparently. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, Magi uh, which, if you think about it, what a cool name for AI, because for those of you that may not be biblically, uh, if you're biblically challenged, Magi was the the wise man back in the days of of Christmas, that whole story. 
Um, and he says, it lets you save prompts in a library. Yeah, I signed up for, uh, it's only nine bucks at, at Magi. I'll have a link to that eventually. Or if you go to the audacity to podcast.com slash M-A-G-A-I, that's Daniel's affiliate link. Um, and he might as well get it because he's the guy that told me about it. And that's the thing. All these come out. And then it's a matter of going back to DR's point of there are people that are now, I'm a professional prompter. Like the time to really get the most out of these tools is the part that I'm like, oh, another tool. And it's great because it'll make your life easier after you spend a week <laughs> going through all the, uh... so AI is, again, I uh, I get kind of weirded out by it, but I also know that people used to get weirded out by, you know, email. They're like, hey, like I hit send and it, he's, he's already got it. And you're like, yeah, so uh, it's, it's powerful and I need to embrace it a little more. Um, Gary says there's uh, Andy, uh, Chris, Hmm. You want to, would you try that? Christodinia? No. Mm. Andy, C R E A. Andy C. C. <laughs> at Orbit Media writes a lot about and offers a lot of how to's on their blog. So I will have to check out Orbit Media for that. But uh, always interesting. Well, another thing besides, you know, Toasty, because I was hoping somebody would come up with some sort of AI tool for podcasters. Um, If you're looking for, uh, and I can just throw this in the chat room. um, I didn't, you've heard me talk about Reddit and how, you know, I've had my pros and cons over there. I did not know, and this is also in Facebook, but Reddit has, if you go to reddit.com slash r slash podcast guest exchange, um, and it looked a little more, uh, here we go. Oh, look, I can put my own comment in my own video. Um, that's kind of fun. It, it didn't look quite as just nonstop 24-7 spam. It actually, like people were saying, I do a show on blank and I'm looking for blank. Not just like, hey, would you like to be a guest on my podcast or where everybody then has to go, what's it about? They were able to uh, to figure it out. So um, when, whenever you do that, my blank in the blank, I think I want to know what Mikey had Gene Rayburn on Match Game. That yeah. was such a weird show. You know, Richard Dawson's drunk. Um, or acted like it. And then you had Charles mm-hmm. Nelson Riley. That's let's dust off some 1977. Uh, and Brett Summers was famous for match game. Other than that, I have no idea what that woman did. I don't know if she was on Broadway or something, but you know, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, they always had these stupid double entendre. Oh, you know, yeah. that was the whole, yeah. that was the whole purpose of that. Like that was the, but it been great to be a writer for that show. Cause you yeah. could just, you could get away with, and it, it was the seventies, right? Was it seventies right. or eighties, yeah. late seventies, early eighties. And you could, uh, yeah, you could just get away with anything. And that's, that was the, that was the edge of the culture, right? Yes. Those game shows like match game and like, uh, Hollywood squares. Yeah. With right? Paul they Lynn. Were, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. They my friend was like, me. Gail said to Tom, wow, Tom, that's one big blank. <laughs> you know banana no that's not yeah okay um sp says oh i have it now you have a, you need a big red breaking graphic next to the chat comment when you could well you can customize all these oh i haven't done this yet this is fun 
Ooh, the scrolly thing. Become an awesome supporter at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And again, you can see where I've played with the, which is probably not a good idea, the transparency of that. You can see right through it. So that's always... Uh, the the yeah. gong show was another one of those, right? Oh, the gong man. show out of control. <laughs> that was out of control. But that really... I've heard people say that was the original reality TV, the gong show. And I'm like, I can see that. I I turned on because I was surfing through the channels. This wasn't on purpose, but apparently the original kids from the real world have regrouped for the real world. So Schnooky and Jay wow. And you know, whatever. But that was the fun thing is I like Nicole, we don't call her Snooky anymore. She's now Nicole because she's a mom mm-hmm. uh, was there. And then they show Jay Wow. And I used to watch them. Like, I used to watch that when it was new and she's had so much plastic surgery. I was like, wait, that's, that's what's her name. So <laughs> that was, uh, it's a whole nother person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there we go. This is, so later we'll all be going to the game show network. It's yeah. one of the channels that play all those classics, uh, the ten, remember when $10,000 was a lot of money, the $10,000 pyramid, you're like, holy cow, I oh, want 10 yeah. grand. You're like, eh, that might be gas for a week at this point. You know, you, you'd spend that just getting to LA to be on the show right now. You know, it would, it cost you that much just to get there. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun question in terms of guest materials. If you send promotional materials to your guest, you know, somebody that you've interviewed, uh, and you're sending them something to post and to help promote your interview. What do you send? Uh, Jim, do you do this at all? No, I don't have it. I, I need, I, that, this reminds me, I should have something like this. I have enough guests. Uncle Marv was just on my show this week. Uh, uh, Marv, what would, what would you want from Ooh, me good. if I was going to give away something? Well, let's open this up to the chat. We have a bunch of podcasters out here. So yeah. Think of yourself, don't think of yourself as the podcaster. Think of yourself now as the guest. And I know you guys have guested on some podcasts. What what kind of yeah, what kind of swag or what kind of what what's an appropriate thank you thing? Right? Was it a thank um, you thing or here's here promote my appearance thing? Maybe it's both. Yeah. I, well, okay. I, I I I took that. I took that to be more of a thank you gift or a mm. promotional item. Here's a t-shirt like, thanks for coming on. Here's a t-shirt and you're going to promote my, you're going to promote me that way. That's how I took that. Uh, if you send promotional materials interview. Okay. Well, they, we could, we could have both questions, right? One yeah. is, do you send a thank you? If you have a guest on, what kind of stuff do you do for, to thank them for being on? And then two, what else do you do? What kind of ideas have you done to pre for your guest? Which I don't, I, live is so, so much less viewed than your podcast. So what do you send them to help promote the podcast? Okay, well, Uncle Marv says he would appreciate a hundred dollar gift card to Amazon. Wow, nice. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so yeah. apparently Uncle Marv has a budget. That's cool. I Maybe mean, I shouldn't have asked if I didn't want the answer. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. Uh, I, for me, in terms of promotion, I like it when people send me an image, you know, like, and if they send me, like, I, this is yeah. what I say. And I'm like, Jim, it's not always what I do. I'm, I'm fairly horrible at sending people stuff, but cause I've got artwork for the episode. Um, and if I, 
If I'm a good boy, I've sent them an email saying, thank you so much for being on the show. Here's some things you can use to promote it. So it's the, the square and the, you know, uh, what would basically be a YouTube thumbnail. There's that. There is, if I've, if I've done my work, I go to, oh, it's not retweet. It's, oh crap. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Click to tweet.com where you can write a pre-written tweet and you hit a button and it gives you a link. And so when you're, I wonder if that still works now without the Twitter API thing, but back in the day, you would send this link to your, your guest, assuming they're logged into Twitter. When they click it, it automatically writes the tweet. And all they have to do is if they want to attach an image or they could just click send. So that would be another thing I would do, but that would be about the extent of it. Like, here's a couple, here's the link. If I want to go overboard, here's the link to my website where the interview is. And I guess I could give them a link to an MP3, but like, I don't really want them to share that because if they do and somebody hears it and they like it, they have no idea where that MP3 came from, where if you send them to my website, then they can, you know, subscribe, follow, and all the other fun-filled things. Um, Todd, the Gator, the Gator, we use Google Docs for show notes for our, uh, to our guests and a JPEG file for our show art. If they want to repost afterwards, we use Discord for all our communication Discord, I have to get over. I just can't get over how ugly it is. I feel like uh, it is the audacity of that. Um, Gary says our graphics um, guy makes a stack of images in different social media sizes. Jeff, the king of repurposing, says I try to repurpose the crap out of the show, make the guests look great, and mention them across socials. Yep, do what Jeff does. That's uh, that's a great answer. Um, click to tweet is oh there's there, it's comments everywhere cats and dogs living near the guy here we go uh click to tweet is a great tip i just don't know if it works anymore that's the question now that elon is charging people gazillions of dollars to uh use anything in the back end of twitter i've seen a lot of that um daniel says i appreciate a message they when they send the message written in my first person voice to share my opinion yeah anytime you can set it so that they just have to copy and paste uh, that would, that's really kind of the, the goal. Cause we want to, to make it easy. So when you, I, I guess what I want to avoid is, Hey, our episode is live. You know, here's the link. Um, oh, hold, you know what? Almost as good as a hundred dollar gift card. Jeff said, deal casters, Chris Stone and the boys, um, uh, sent him a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And actually next Saturday I'll be wearing a ask the podcast coach t-shirt because once again, sticker mule had a deal on t-shirts. And I was like, well, I'm tired of having, you know, I, I am the master of too many words on a t-shirt. I'm like, what about a graphic? Let's, let's do that. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was, I had a t-shirt, I sent David t-shirt when I interviewed him for my other show. Yep. I have many, many drawers of podcast swag. So it's something to think about. And here's the other thing I've done. I have, uh, yeah, DR said, this is so validating. I do all this stuff. Excellent. Ha ha ha. Um, I have a subscription to American greetings so I could send an e-card because my whole point was I want to do something that other people aren't. And so a hundred dollar gift card is out of the budget, but I think a $5 a month subscription to, uh, to, you know, American greetings. And then again, I have it. Do I use it? Nope. It's always like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that. 
uh, tomorrow. And it's just on to the next thing. So do, do you think a gift card, let's just say we do it's a $25 gift card. Yeah. 25. And, and do you think that raises the possibilities of them sharing the podcast? If you, Ooh, right. As soon as you're done, like recording, you're like, Hey, that, thanks for coming on. Here's a $25 gift card and some ways to share the podcast. Do you think that would work better than, Hey, I've made it easy for you to share the podcast. Go do it with no gift card. I mean, is it worth $25 to get them to advertise? And if they do that, I don't know. Would you, well, again, we'll ask the chat room on this one. Are you able to see the LinkedIn chat messages, Dave, on this? I, I saw Gary had explained the country Western thing to us. On I LinkedIn. thought uh, it's funny. You it say that. On this platform? I'm not, I'm only see, it's supposed to. Oh, All I'm man. seeing is YouTube stuff. Okay. Um, so in chat, would that it, would you be more inclined to share the, the your appearance on the podcast if they greased you with a $25 gift card? I don't know. What are your thoughts? My, my knee jerk reaction, I think would be, yeah. Yeah, I would for I, sure. I think yeah. I can be bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I it's completely a, sell out. Yeah. <laughs> so, totally. Totally. No, it's a nice gesture. Like it's yeah. a nice, it's and, a nice gesture. Is it worth 25? Okay. Listen, first of all, oh, the, gift, the, is a gift. the yeah. gift is a gift, right? Right. It's a gift. You're giving it to them. Right. Thank you. Thank you for being on my show. I appreciate that. But is it worth the $25 in what, if that's the case, and we'll see here as folks chime in, in the chat room, if that's the case, that may that may be a right of right offable business expense of uh, of advertising. Yeah, Gary says the most valuable for us is for guests to make a blog post with a link over to our podcast page. Well, if you write the blog post, that would be interesting, right? Because um, here, here's twenty five bucks. Go write something for, for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, make them do any more. Right. Yeah. But, but like writing or any of those kinds of things, but yeah. Uh, everybody's agreeing with me that that's a really good point, Jim. And, mm. and think about it. How much do you pay in Facebook ads and things like that? Um, you know, is, is a $25 gift card worth if they promote it everywhere? And again, you got to realize they may not, it's not a gift. Right. Hey, I gave you a gift card. How come you're not promoting it? They're like, no, no, it's a gift. It's, uh, yeah. you know, and then uh, how do, how do you gift that gift card without sounding like a bribe? I, 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 oh, think, I think you do it after the show. So you re- do yeah. after the recording and then you just send them a note. Hey, thank you for, thanks for, um, you know, appreciate that. Here's a link to your gift card. Uh, it's just a small token of my appreciation for being on. Um, if you want to promote the show, that you were on, I think it can be in the, even in the same email and separate enough that it, of course, if you word it like now we're expecting you to, or, you know, it would be really nice if you, you know, it's a little passive aggressive. I think you can say if you're interested in, 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 in uh, promoting your own, you know, your own um, uh, time on my show, here's some easy ways to do it. And I, I don't think that's a bribe or a, um, you know, that would be implying or putting pressure on them. So I don't think that you're talking, if it's a monthly show, you know, you're talking a hundred dollars yeah. a month to do that. If you're going to do that for every guest type deal. 
Yeah, Gary says uh, we can provide them with a short uh, post summarizing the appearance on their episode. And if I go to my favorites, Jeff says uh, one of the cool things I have to lose this camera switcher thing. One of the cool thing about AI is offering the guest the transcript. If you're doing video, the video of them to use um, how they see fit. Yeah. So not only give them that, but teach them how to, to use it. Uh, that would be cool. Um, create art podcast, better known as Tim. Um, if the guest has a larger audience than mine, I'd send them a gift card. If smaller, maybe not. So that's one thought. Uh, Daniel says, I think I would feel uh, a whole lot more need to reciprocate. That's it. It's the law of reciprocity. I have scratched your back. You know, if they sent any kind of, of yeah. If somebody gave me five bucks, you're like, hey, that's, you know what? That's, that's almost a Starbucks. So that would be kind of. <laughs> yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know, uh, Jeff says, I used to send a $5 Starbucks card. Now yeah. I don't even buy one drink. Exactly. So maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> depending on if it's in a hotel. No, um, they had $9 cheese sandwiches in uh, Denver. It was mm-hmm. literally two pieces of bread and some cheese. Mm-hmm. So that was like, okay, excellent. Uh, a couple other questions have come in. Um, Rich wants to know, uh, what's that note app thing? Well, if we go back over here to this, what this is, it is pod. I always forget the name of it. Uh, PodcaststudioPro.com. And what it is in theory, uh, if I go home here, like Daniel and I on occasion, uh, for the future of podcasting, you have, we're, we're supposed to, the idea is, you know, you can lay this out and then here's episode 10 and 12. I've never used it for that function. I get it. I know Joe Salsi high from stacking Benjamins cause they have like, you know, opening co- uh, concept and then deep dive and then an ad and blah, blah. So you could really lay this out. So you could come back later and see when did we talk about this? I've just always used them for notes. And then I've come in and like, you have an idea and it's super easy to share with other people. So you can have your whole team on it. And the beauty of it is it's free. Uh, they recently went to a free model and then you have ads uh, somewhere in here to, uh, to pay for it. But the, uh, the guy that, that is behind this is a, a TV writer. He, you know, so you, when you hear about the writer's room, this is kind of what they use for actual like TV shows you've heard of. And so uh, podcast uh, studio pro.com is where you can, uh, can get that. And I, I use, it's easy. And then I like it. The other thing, as you noticed here is I can actually see the notes. So when I'm doing something live where I used to use Evernote or something like that, I had to blow up the text to ginormous size. These just kind of come that way. That is what we're using at this point. Another quick question before we talk about our awesome supporters. Z-Man Pro says, can you give me a brief description of how daunting it is if you choose not to go with a media host? Jim, you're the man to answer that question. You, well, I, I have one. I have a media host. I just okay. have a private media host, right? Okay. I, Christian at Maple Grove Partners, who does, who does my both video or both... Um, web and media hosting together. Now, we don't recommend that for some of those cheap plans on GoDaddy and some of those others because right. you have shared bandwidth. Christian's a whole different world when you are when you're on Maple Grove Partners, 
the, you have real equipment. I mean, these guys are really serious about their their infrastructure, and they've they've built this out for podcasters. So it's a whole different. It's kind of a whole different thing. I think you know what are your options. You have to have some kind of media host. You can't. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know how to answer that question because I'm thinking somewhere along the line, if you're going to have MP3s that you're going to serve, somebody has to host them somewhere. Now, if you want to go free services to do that, there's there's a few ways to do it for free. So if the question is not using a paid media host and going for free, there's some options to do that out there. You can There's some sites that are still doing free. Spreaker is one of those where you can still have a plan, one podcast free with some limited stuff on it. I think I think I'm using Red Circle still. Yeah, in free Red mode. Circle. You have to search for it, but it's at the bottom. And so, I yeah. if anybody ever says it has to be free, I'm like, all right, you know. But go to the bottom of Red Circle, and they have that. Um, the the thing I was trying to find the episode. I've I've interviewed a few people, and it's it's not even so much the bandwidth. And this again is where Christian is different. But if you're on Bluehost or Hostgator or any of those type of things. It's not the bandwidth because it'll say unlimited bandwidth. Yeah. It's the resources. So Correct. A, Correct. A, a website is kind of typically text and images, which are tiny compared to 70 meg MP3 file. And so when you launch that MP3 file and you host it on your, your web host, and now 90 people try to grab it in the first hour, that server is going to be like, hey, what's going on over there? And so that's the problem. It's not the bandwidth. And so what will happen, at least in the people I've interviewed, is either A, they go, you need a dedicated server, or B, your bill's going up astronomically. And so uh, that's the the downside. But, you know, if you look at Red Circle is is free. Libsyn starts at five bucks. I think Buzzsprout is 12. Captivate uh, has as many podcasts as you want, as many episodes as you want. They're a completely different business model. Theirs is 19 bucks and it might be cheaper if you buy it by the year. Uh, but, and they up their limit. It used to be like 50, you could get 15,000 downloads a month for 20 bucks. And so as a Libsyn person, I would go, well, Hey, if you're going to captivate, hope you don't get popular. Well, they upped it to 30,000 downloads and you have to have a pretty popular show. Even if you have multiple shows to, uh, to do that. I have a, a lot of my shows that are on a pretty long hiatus go to captivate to live because they're not getting that many downloads and that whole nine yards. It's just one of those things that, you know, do I have to use a media host? That is definitely a best practice. You know, do you have to? No, I just, like I said, I've known probably somewhere between three and five people that have uh, had problems where their, their web host was like, Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're a web host and heaven help you. If you try to, uh, to serve video, that's a whole other thing. Mike Dell from Blueberry, speaking of other media hosts, uh, it's visits. I was on WP Engine for a while, and their visits were, like, I'm looking at my Google Analytics, and it was almost, oh, hits. Remember when there were hit counters? Mm -hmm. And if you had five images on your page, that would count as five hits, even though it was only one person. And so I found... WP engine to be kind of like the way they made their billing. I was like, yeah, I'm not sticking around here long. Cause I signed up for the whatever X amount of month. And I got the bill and they're like, Oh, well your, your hits are through the roof. And I was like, hits like, I, what are you kidding me? 
DR says, I have a client on free red circle and I have no complaints for them. They, they even have dynamic stuff. So if you want to do the whole, make your own ad stuff, um, and their customer service, even on the free tier is great. That's, I see that occasionally where it's like, Oh, you can have a free account, but if you're on your own, if you got a problem, yep. so yeah, yep. that's always fun, which, which is a little daunting. Cause you're, you know, you're most likely a new podcaster or you're not as familiar with the technology. You're going with a free plan and then like, well, our, you know, our community support is your support for the free plan. You got to ask the community or whatever. Well, you'll have limited support. So that can be, that can be difficult because you don't know, you don't know all the ins and outs of it, you know? So it is, I, I do recommend paying for it. Like, yeah, I think just to yeah. get a better, you just get better service, whether you're paying a host provider specifically, or it's part of your plan or whatever, uh, drop a few dollars on it. I, you know what, Dave, I think, I think when you do that, you take your ser- your podcast a little more seriously. You know, when it's free, you're kind of like, well, nah, I don't want to do it this week. But when you've paid a little yeah. bit of money for it, sometimes you're like, well, I'm paying for this thing. I should probably do it. So I, I, I think sometimes we need to pay a little bit. Well, and the other thing that makes your situation different is obviously Jim knows podcasting. And so he doesn't have to go to Christian for podcasting support. He's right. got that down. If if you're new to podcasting and you use your web host for a podcast host and you go, hey, like, why am I not in Apple? They're going to be like, what? You know, so that's the other advantage of using a dedicated podcast host. Um, Z-Man is, uh, and I wonder if he did this on purpose. I'm leaning towards lip sync. Um, it's actually Lisbon. Actually, I said it wrong again. That's the funny part about it. These are the two you hear, Lisbon and Lip Sync. It's Libsyn. In fact, on their new charts, it has the Libsyn logo and under it, it says liberated syndication. Use the coupon code SOP free, all one word to get wow. a free month. And actually today would be the day to sign up because you always want to sign up if you're going to use Libsyn and my coupon code SOP free. Sign up on the second because you will get all of September free and all oh, you didn't get the full month. So we'll give you all of the next month free as well. Whereas if you sign up on the first, I think you just get the, the month you're at. Any feedback on pod ops? Have we heard of pod ops? And here's the fun thing, Jim. If you're pulling up pod ops, you can share your screen at the bottom of the Ecamm Live thingy, in theory. And we'll 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 run with this scissor here. Okay, let's try this. Let's test it. Screen okay. share. So if I and go, we'll go to this window, and here we go. It's up. So Pod Ops podcast better. Hosting provides all the tools you need to launch, analyze, promote, share, and grow your podcast. I've I've never heard of a company doing this. Have you heard of this? I, I, I and I bet they want you to be successful. I would ask A, are you IAB certified if you want to do the ad thing? Uh, I would email their support and go, do you offer 301 redirects? And then this is where people always go, oh, that's just because you're a Libsyn guy. I'm like, if I'm starting a podcast... Do I really want to use the new kid on the block or do I want somebody who's, you know, been around a while? And so up a load two hours for each month and it's free, free plan features, 0% fee on tips. Oh, so this, this is, uh, that's interesting. Subscriber list builder, dynamic content editor. All right. I might have to, if they got dynamic content, I might have to go play. Embeddable players. You get a podcast website. 5% fee on tips. So this is, 
this was the original red circle plan. They were going to make money off your ads, which they kind of do. So um, that's in, I've never heard of this one. I just, you know, on one hand, I kind of want to go kudos for anybody trying to, uh, to start a new media host. I mean, it's there, there are plenty to choose from, but that's one of those things almost like we we're talking about toasty earlier. I'm like, I, I just can't keep up with them. You know what I mean? Like if somebody goes, well, what do you think of toasty versus pod squeeze? I'm like, I don't know. Most of them have a free trial or says I bought a three code lifetime deal on AppSumo. Oh, there we go. So I know I, I have a lifetime deal to podcast.co, I think was another free feature on uh, AppSumo for a while. Mike says we're going through yeah. that spammers on our free WordPress site. Yeah. Yeah, it's people. the problem with free plans, right? It doesn't cost them anything to get into it. And so they just figure out ways to exploit it. it it's too bad because it's a great, it's a great model to get people to try it, but it's, it's just too easy for spammers to get in there and use those things. Yeah. Z-Man says, I was looking for a podcast about podcasting and the school of podcasting popped up. That's good to hear. Uh, ben, been hooked since. So thank you very much. If you want more, if you just like, you know how if you just want more Jim Collison, you know, theaverageguy.tv, uh, if you want more Dave Jackson, powerofpodcasting.com has the never-ending list of podcasts about podcasting that I do. It's that time again to say hello to our awesome supporters. Um, if you are not an awesome supporter, why not? Oh, I mean, uh, you should be. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And also... This show is brought to you by the School of Podcasting, where you can get courses, coaching, and community. And if you were a member, you could sit in today and watch Chris Stone uh, do a quick demo of Descript. I'm going to start doing more of that. We have some, like I, last night, uh, Brenda Moreau from Connection Therapy, brand new podcast was launched. And it turns out I should be calling her Dr. Brenda. She's got a PhD. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, nice. she's like, ah, just Brenda. Um, so <laughs> check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com if you want to take your podcast to the next level. And we just mentioned PodPage. Uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage, as does the Podcast Rodeo Show, as does Podcast Review Show, as does BetterDave.com. I'm missing any other ones. So if you want to try PodPage, check out TryPodPage.com. And if you recently tried to go to learn PodPage and it didn't work, that has been fixed. Um, and again, there it is, TheAverageGuy.tv. If I'm cool, maybe by next week, I'll have your little glasses in part of your lower third. Oh, nice. I I found out I could do that. And uh, the spotlight supporter of the week is Greg over at Indie Drop-In, the Indie Drop-In Network. If you have a a comedy show, a true crime show, or some sort of spooky paranormal show, uh, reach out to Greg because he has a deal over there where he'll put your episode on his network. And then you're like, what's in it for Greg? Occasionally he throws in an ad, but... He has an audience over there that like comedy, true crime, and scary stuff. So check it out. And thanks so much, Greg, for uh, your support. And uh, we're on our way to 40. I need to go and see how many actual supporters we have. I just know it's not 40. But you can be an awesome supporter. And it's going to make you feel so good when you go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and be an awesome supporter today. You can be an awesome supporter for as little as five bucks a month. And we will give you... A big shout out next week. If you do it right now, you'll get a big shout out. So thanks to that. Yeah, right now, doggone it. Uh, Gary had a question. I heard Libsyn is going to offer targeted advertising program. Did you hear that right? We've kind of had that for a while. 
Um, I'm not sure how targeted it is. I know there. Are, I know we have programmatic ads. If you have 10,000 downloads a month, you can easily sign up. Not 10,000 10, downloads an episode will get you host rate ads. That's where the bigger money is. But if you want to do programmatic ads, you can go in. So when you say targeted, do you mean more like I can choose this category and that, Cordy? I'm, I'm pretty sure that exists now. I am a little light on my advertised cast knowledge besides the numbers and how do I get started and after that, it's just email Dave at advertisecast.com. So that's all I know at this point. But I know, I tell you what, they're crushing it over there, man. At, at Podcast Movement, they were just in meetings after meetings. And if you look at the recent Libsyn press releases, they're all AdvertiseCast related. So they've picked up some really big shows and they've got some exclusive deals and things like that. Epic Rants has a question that I don't know what he means. Is a V8 live sound card going to help me pre-record podcast? Jim, do you know what a V8 card I is? Don't, I'm, I don't. I just know I'm, I, kudos to the branding of Campbell's, because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh man, I could have had a V8. That's an, speaking of commercials from the 70s. So I really. Oh, it's an external. It's a USB external sound card is what it yeah, is. It would. Yeah. I mean, there's. Again, remember, your podcast is going to end up in somebody's earbuds or probably a uh, car stereo, things like that. So, you know, anything will will kind of work like that. So Jim has another. What what are you bringing to the table? This, is, this is the V8 external sound card oh. that I'm, All right, I'm bringing up Walmart. Walmart has it for $15. Uh, here's in, what's fun uh, is all I had to do is bring up your screen. And I yeah. now have a screen. I have a scene of your screen. So, oh, nice. That's interesting. What is that thing? It's so you. It's just. It's the, it gives you the ability. It looks like it. I, I, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, right? it's but true. It is. So, if you want bucks, if you wanted some extra control, right? I mean, it's like a. It's like a. Uh, uh, you know, an audio device. Yeah, it's a little kind, baby right? mixer kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But for fifteen bucks, I, I would save the fifteen bucks. And just buy a Samson Q2U. It's got a sound card built into it. You just plug your mic into the computer and, and that will work. Or if you got the the budget, a um, yeah, look at these, man. Shockwave. Oh, so you have uh, built in sound effects. All right. Well, that's fun because, you know, we all need more of that. Yes. <laughs> that's so, so obnoxious. <laughs> it is. I did turn them down. Are they still blasting your head off? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. Okay. Oh, that's... It's all right. So you get some, you get some control, you know, for 15 bucks. That's true. Um, and if, and if it's a total piece of crap, it's 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. So yeah. speaking of gear sure came out. Speaking of USB microphones, if you're a person that bought a sure SM seven B and you're like, you know, I love this microphone, but I hate that it's not USB. In theory, this new tool from um, Shure, he said clicking the button, the Shure MVX2U, uh, thanks to Chris Stone, but it's a 60 decibel. So picture what happened if you had a head and you married it to a USB interface. And so it's 60 decibels of clean gain, low latency, uh, phantom power even, which is interesting. And what Chris was saying about this is in the same way that the, the pod mic USB from Rode has the ability to save 
your settings. You can go into this software from Rode and say, give me a little bass, give me a little treble, and then save it. And it saves those settings in the actual mic. It's the same thing here for the the new version of this. This one is their old one, and it's USB. Oh, I forget what that other one is called, but the yeah, that's the X2U. The new one is the X2U M something something. But you can do the kind of the same thing. It will save your settings in the MVX2U, and now you can basically take that around with you and plug your whatever microphone that's not USB. So if you're going on the road, you're like, I should probably bring it, bring a Shure SM58 because that thing can get run over and uh, take a licking and, and keep on ticking. Uh, you know, I just thought to me, 130 bucks was like, hmm, that's a microphone. You know what I mean? But that's why I said if you've bought something like the SM7B or some kind of higher end kind of thing, then uh, that might be something to, to get that USB option where again, you know, you could buy an interface, you know, like you could buy a, for 130 bucks. Now you can't buy a P4, but interesting. Z-Man has another quick question about Libsyn. Can your own domain be used with Libsyn? Yes. If it's not pointing at your website, Yes. Now, some people will do make a subdomain. So they might make podcast.yourwebsite.com. And uh, we can do that as well. It's it's uh, $2 a month or $2. Yeah, $2 a month charge for that, which I still kind of go, really? Isn't that? I mean, I know I work for Libsyn, but like nickel and dime, anyone? No, because other companies don't do that. Super sticker, $3.99 uh, from Gary says, pure character exaggerate is this gary are you having a stroke i don't know that is the description of the 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 emoji that is that's hilarious that's it's describing the emoji so if you if you're on youtube you'll see these stickers have emojis have um, oh i get it super sticker (laughs) got it so does that mean gary gave us four bucks he did yeah so did jeff well, thank you guys. Did you see Jeff's out there? I was going to say, how do we celebrate? This is the one, yeah. Maybe with ecam of I celebrating. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, holy cow! Yeah. Thank you guys. I'm sure there's a setting in, in ecam that's like automatically favorite. I think I saw that automatically favorite super chats. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, thank you guys. I appreciate that. That's very cool. Jeff and Gary, nicely done. Thanks for nicely doing that for done. Me. This always comes up on occasion, right? We, a person wants to do a podcast, uh, but they want to do it for free. And I was like, okay, here we go. So it says, I typically record and edit my podcast episodes through Audacity, but I want to start doing video just so I can simplify content creation for uh, for promotion. Because in my experience, the headliner style videos haven't been working. And I can say, Mark from Captivate, there are people that have kind of said, sharing things on social, it, it kind of works, but it's a trickle. And I think that's part of it. But if you have somebody like Jeff or Chris doing your video stuff, they definitely do grab your attention. He says, I record video and audio in OBS, and then I run the audio parts through Audacity to clean them up. And then I do my video and audio cuts in DaVinci Resolve. And so that is the answer. If you want to do video for free, those are all free. DaVinci Resolve definitely has a learning curve. Uh, if you go to YouTube and type in DaVinci Resolve, there are plenty of getting started with DaVinci Resolve or DaVinci Resolve for newbies. 
there's plenty of those. It's like Audacity. If you think about it, Audacity has a ton of videos on YouTube because you've got a huge audience because everybody's for free. The fun part is when you try to then sell courses on DaVinci Resolve because, well, the people that came over want to use it because it's free. So they may not want to pay you for your course. But uh, if you're looking for that, he said, I downloaded a, a program called, I guess I will say IV because that's what it reads, but it's 4Cam. Uh, which allows me to use a smartphone as a PC camera, which we actually can do here in Ecamm. I have a Pixel 6 Pro, so it's a good camera, which I already own. So again, these are all apparently free. If your phone is fairly current and it probably has a pretty nice camera on it, better than a webcam and most likely your phone, he puts in quotation marks there, is free. So we all know that you know phones are not free. Z-Man says... I'm from a musical background, me too. I have the Shure SM58 and a Behringer V3 condenser mic. I would stay away from the condenser. In theory, yes, they pick up the higher end stuff a little better, but they also pick up the, the cricket that's farting outside. Um, <laughs> Universal Audio Apollo X4 interface would be probably fine. Anything from Apollo, I from what I hear, is really good. So I can safely assume that the gear is compatible for... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I started off with a SM58 and some sort of cord that went into a and like a headphone jack and plugged into the sound card, which was a sound blaster. There's a phrase I haven't said in a while uh, to uh, to do that. So it's, um, yeah, you definitely have enough gear. Again, you can start podcasting with, you know, a $60 Samson Q2U, except this is the Audio-Technica ATR2100. You know, it's got an XLR, so if you want to plug it into an interface, and it's got a USB uh, option there as well. So, yes, Mike is saying, yes, we are running with scissors today. Absolutely. I almost wasn't going to do it. I, uh, I asked Jim. I was like, okay, we're going live. We are, we're really doing this because I I did this yesterday, and it, it did not end well. So I, I spent many much time last night. I was up till about 2 in the morning. Like, okay, I can do this, and if this is that, and so... But like anything else, you practice and you get better. Uncle Marv says he's loving the behind the scenes episode. It's well, sometimes it's fun to watch people run with scissors. It's it's that whole I wonder what's going to happen. Aspect. You get the real view of it. I mean, that's one of those things. You know, listen, you watch people's reviews on YouTube and you know they've screwed up stuff. I was watching a YouTuber the other day and it was going horribly wrong and she was like okay, I'm going to turn the camera off and figure this out. And you're like, no, 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 no. I want to watch that. Like, I want to yeah. see what you're doing to figure this out. They just come back on and they're like, oh yeah, no, I got it done. And you're like, no, no, give me the troubleshooting steps. I want to see what you're going through with it. You know, how big of a pain it actually is it. So in this kind of setting, at least you, you get to see the real raw, what we're going through to get it done. So it hasn't yeah. been as bad as Riverside. So that's, that's a good. Oh, that was, that was the worst ever. <laughs> Uh, Mike is going like, what do you guys, what are we doing? I'm using Ecamm today because I forgot I had a Mac. <clears throat> and then I hung out with two guys that use it all the time. And I was like, ooh, bright and shiny. And I can, you know, I can do fun things like uh, if I wanted to, I could make, I could really, it, the thing I thought was cool is if you have somebody that's not in a kind of a great situation and they they don't have lighting or things like that, I mean, I could come in here and, you know, extreme close-ups or, or zoom in and zoom out and I can come in and I can like, hey, Dave, you're a little dark or, you know, you're a little too bright. I can make myself look uh, jaundice. Like, there you go. Dave finally has some color to his skin. You know, I can do that. I can make me 
sunburned. There's that that one episode where I'm sunburned. There's that. You get it. So, um, well, you, you can the, do that for me too, right? I mean, you can. Yeah, I can do that for Jim. No, but you can do it for me. I I can go back in the day. We were yeah okay. So it's a it's a fun tool and it's actually cheaper than I believe um, Streamyard. So again, I'm not anti Streamyard. Let me say that again. I just now that I have a Mac, I was like, I want to play with this tool. And if I didn't have a Mac, I would still be on StreamYard. It's a great tool. So don't don't take this as a way to, uh, you know, um, I'm bashing StreamYard. I, if somebody said, oh, I don't have a Mac, I'd be like, go to StreamYard. If you're going to do video, that's the way to, uh, to I'd do say, it. actually, if you want to keep it simple, stay on StreamYard. Like, yeah. they, they take yeah, the complexity it. out for you, right? They've... They, yeah. they've got they've got features they're adding to it all the time i mean hop in has, has spent a bunch of money on Streamyard to make sure it's up to date but it is it uh, it is an easier option like it is you can get in there and with a few clicks kind of figure stuff out they've taken the complexity complexity away don't have as many options as you do here but in some cases you have more options you have different options i think it handles the chat better right yeah, it just does it for you. Where here, you know, you got okay. What's my background going to be? How do I want it? Yeah. And, you know, those right. I remember when options I was, equal confusion. Yeah, <laughs> so. when I uh, was, I bought a video game once for like NASCAR racing or something like that, and they had this whole thing like, what's the angle of the spoiler and how wide are you? I'm like, I just want brake, gas, and steer. Like, I don't need all that stuff. Right. Um, Jeremy right. says, I use StreamYard's new feature recently to export a project file with every video track recorded uh, locally, plus the combined video, and it worked really well. Yeah, by having that combined video, if you have any sync issues, which sounds like you're not, uh, you can do that. And Randy wants to know, are you using your Sony VZ camera? I plan on bringing it back. It is around here somewhere. But the thing, and this sounds so like first world problems. Yes, it's sitting right here. Kind of dusty, actually. Um where uh, I, I have the Elgato uh, face cam pro and I love it because when I want it, I go turn on the camera and I don't have to get out of my chair with the Sony VZ one. I, I could do it at the beginning of the day and say, Hey, uh, unplug it, turn it on, go. I want to do live streaming, click the button, plug in the thing and we're good to go. And that was just, I was like, you know what? It doesn't look it looks better than the face cam pro. I can get blurry backgrounds and all that stuff, but it just, the fact that I couldn't just go, Oh, I want to oh, wait, hold on. I got to get up, unplug it, turn it on, do the thing. Hokey pokey, turn myself around. And I was like, you know what? It's not that I think if I start doing more stuff for YouTube, I'll probably turn that on. Or the other one I've noticed just playing with my camera. I'm like, I might just start turning this bad boy sideways. I've got the road wireless go, uh, which is pretty cool. And I could actually go right from, you know, I could basically make YouTube videos on my phone, throw them into Camtasia and wrap them up. So it is odd, though, because that was not a cheap camera. Uh, and now, of course, the minute I put out, I have the ZV-1, they came out with the ZV-10, and now they have the ZV-10 Mark II or something. So I'm watching it uh, basically depreciate as we uh, speak. So with that, we're actually late now. We went from early to late. <laughs> Holy cow. But thanks to everyone for this will be smoother next week. I'll be playing. That's this. pretty smooth. That yeah, was it was pretty smooth. We didn't have any really train wrecks. We didn't have any weird pictures of Dave with no shirt. Um, yeah, that was that, that happened. Um, yeah. And uh, Jeff is saying as we head out the door, uh, it lets you have 
ISO audio and video tracks with the M1 chip, which I do because I have a Mac Mini. That's the thing. I got a Mac Mini and fiber optic network. So, what? Hey, the the M2 is on sale right now on Sweetwater for five, for four ninety nine. So, no excuse not to have a Mac at this point. No excuse. <laughs> That's right. Supportthisshow.com slash Sweetwater. We'll we'll get there you there. You go. Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, all week you're going to be going bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah thanks for that. <laughs> now that you've heard that. Uh, Marv, Marv B. is on, Uncle Marv, in our chat room. We spent some time uh, ta- talking. He's got some new tech toys, and we spent some time talking about AI at the end of the show. It's already posted. You can check it out, theaverageguy.tv or homegadgetgeeks.com. Uh, and this, on the School of Podcasting, I'm doing a a deeper dive into a theme that came out on this show and that is uh there is no one way to podcast and we talked about it a little bit like what works for jim may not work for me and so what does that mean so that's what's coming up on the school of podcasting along with some other fun-filled topics as well and uh thanks to everyone in the chat room Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co and Dan at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Uh, Greg at indiedropin.com for being the featured promoter of the week. You could do that right now. Go sign up, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and be an awesome supporter. And if that's not in the budget, then click the like button, subscribe and tell a friend. So we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Podcast Coach.